our message today, the title is Triumph Over Obstacles. Triumph Over Obstacles. I want to read 2 Peter 2.5. And actually, the main character that we're going to talk about today is Noah. It's Noah. You all know his story. And may the Lord direct our hearts to listen and apply, apply this wonderful portion of the scriptures to our hearts. God did not spare the ancient world, Peter's writing, but preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, with seven others when he brought a flood up the world of the ungodly. The word of God is limitless in its promises for the Christians. We need only to claim the promises, accept them by faith, and trust the Lord for the need of the hour. God guarantees to us that he will do all things according to his eternal will and his eternal plan. What we need to do is to trust and surrender, knowing that he is in control and whatever he plans will be for our own good. When we look at the world today and we look at the situation, we get downhearted and depressed, chaos, intrigues, hatred, and rebellion toward God and man. The world is in turmoil, and the thoughts of man are continuously evil. This scene in the 21st century is almost the same as it was in the beginning of the world. Listen to what the Bible says in Genesis 6, 5. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. People then were perplexed, confused by the ugly scene around them. And so it is today. Things are getting worse by the day. Facing these difficult circumstances, what would the Christian do? I want to bring uh, the thoughts and this uh, message today uh, through three points. One, circumstances can be con conquered, con conquered through the word of God. Two, circumstances we face can be conquered with the Lord's leadership. And three, circumstances can be conquered by looking past our difficulties. Let's look at, uh, at Noah and see what he did and learn a lesson from this man at the very beginning of the world. We can take some lessons from him. 
And uh, we face difficulties at times in our lives. And this man conquered by trusting God. And he was, at the same time, preaching righteousness to all around him. God did not spare the ancient world. That's what we read. But preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness. With seven others, the family, when he brought a flood upon the world for the ungodly. Noah is one of the best-known Old Testament characters because his name is associated with the greatest catastrophe in the history of the human race. Amid trying circumstances, he was able to triumph. From his experiences, we can learn the truth and we can conquer by, by trying to imitate his life and through these trying circumstances. Sin seems to be widespread at that time. And no one was checking it. Does it, does it make you think what's going through now? Humanity was utterly corrupt, evil, in heart and in conduct. But in the midst of this age, of moral darkness, there was one man, one man, Noah, who was different. He was perfect in his generation. This is what the Bible says. He walked with God and had a life radiant with righteousness. In addition, he was intimate with God. The Bible says he walked with God. I would like to read, to read what the Bible says about him from the very beginning. Chapter 6 and verse 9. Listen to what it says. Noah was a righteous man. One. Two, he was blameless in his time. And three, Noah walked with God. That's the man we're looking at. That's his character. And he was warned. He was warned by God. And we read what uh, Hebrews says in chapter 11 and verse 7. It says, by faith... Noah being warned by God about things not yet seen, in reverence, he prepared an ark for the salvation of his household, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Noah was given the strange and almost impossible task of building a vessel large enough to shelter his family and a pair of all birds and beasts at that time. He did not question God 
or giving him an excuse. You know we're good with excuses. But let us learn from this man. Let's look at his character and try to follow what he did. He did not say, I cannot do it. He did not argue with God. He did not negotiate the task as we always do. Uh, Lord, you know, I'm not an engineer. No. Nor a carpenter. No. Please choose someone else. No. This reminds us when God chose Moses. Moses had some excuses. I told, I told him, I can't, I can't speak well. I, I, uh, my tongue is not as good. But thank God, the Lord persisted. And finally, Moses, Moses accepted. And guess what happened? Because God knew what Moses will do. Guess what happened? He became the greatest leader in the history of mankind. And when God approaches you, to give you a task. And it's not most probably as large and big building this big boat, big ark. No. When he, and you're sure it is, when you are approached by the pastor to take a certain task, please don't have the excuses that many have done. But say, the Lord if the Lord wants me to carry this responsibility, I will carry it. Amen. He knows. He knows our capacities. And he will give us the strength to fulfill it. And we can say with the Apostle Paul, I can do all things, repeat with me, through Christ strengthens me. He obeyed God, that is Noah, and submitted himself to the task wholeheartedly. For 120 years, the Lord's teaching did not seem important to anyone in Noah's society. And so it is in our day. We often see people who appear to be getting along fine in life without even giving a passing glance at the word of our Savior nor his teaching. Church, to many nowadays, is a last resort. I'll tell you, have an earthquake in California, the churches will be filled the same evening or the same next morning. For how long? for uh, maybe twice, two Sundays, and that's it. All the people care nowadays. A life of leisure. Making money. And well acceptance in their society. But you know, they forget what Jesus said himself in Matthew 16, 26. For what will a man be profited if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? 
and or what will man give exchange for his soul? In his discourse, the Lord was describing the circumstances uh, during the last days of Noah. Look what he said. And our last days, the last days, remember, look around, and you will see the words of the Lord, just as if he is still living with us. He says, for the coming of the Son of Man, is coming to take up, will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days, which were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, they were marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark. Door was shut. May the Lord give us, enlighten our hearts so we know we are living in the last days, maybe last hours. Second point. Circumstances can be conquered by following the leadership of the Lord. After Noah found the grace in the eyes of the Lord, he was given instruction for building and equipping the ark. I'm not, I'm not covering the instructions, but Noah applied the instructions to his life in three, three sentences I want to give to you. One, Noah followed willfully. He followed willfully. He is the leader, and I will follow what he wants me to do. Noah followed willfully. We sing, trust, and obey, right? And we do not adhere to the Lord's teachings, do we? Are we thankful for our circumstances? Are we content with what we are going through? Did Noah experience frustration or disappointments? Tell me. I bet you he did. But this did not move him nor change his goal. His goal, I have the blueprint, is to build an ark, and these are the dimensions, and I'm going to build it. What a person. And he was looking, what does the plan say? And he followed. Are we willfully following God's plan for our life? He followed willfully. And Noah did according, the Bible says in Genesis 7, 5. And Noah did according to all that the Lord had commanded him. He did move neither left nor right. He was dead set and looking forward willfully to do the will of God. The second word under this title, Noah followed joyfully. Imagine Noah spending many of his waking hours for nearly 120 years making an ark out of gopher wood. Just imagine. Do you think he was joyful? I do. You know what? You are joyful and you go happy 
and when you walk, when you are doing God's will, when we are executing his plan, and you know that you are in his will, joy in your heart, your steps are different, your life is different, you'll be humming a, message, a, a, a song. Why? Because you are joyful. And I think while he was, he was doing the nails, where he had putting everything together, he was humming. He was thanking God. He was on God's plan. Remember, friends, nothing in all this world can bring you as much joy as being exactly in God's plan for your life. In chapter 6, verse 22, he says, Thus, thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him. So did he. He completed the job. He followed the Lord's leadership. The third point under this title, Noah endured patiently. We said he followed willfully, he followed joy joyfully, and he endured willfully, patiently. He never gave, gave up for 120 years. Imagine, we're not talking six months. We're not talking uh, uh, a year or two. 120 years. And I'm convinced that he was laughed at, mocked, and shunned by many in the community. He became the talk of the town. He knew what God told him anyway, and he will accomplish it regardless what people say. If they want to mock, sarcasm, whatever they want. I knew, I know what God told me. He gave me a blueprint, and I am going to achieve that goal. No one is going to change me. He waited patiently. As I said, he followed me. To him, God's word was final. God said it, like we heard that. I believe it, and this settles it in my heart. If you want to conquer your circumstances, dear, dear friend today, whatever they are, it could be home, children, family matters, job, finances, and all the things you face during this journey. If you are on God's plan, he will help you through. Do not fret. Do not worry. Do not sweat. God is with you, and as long as you are following his teachings and leadership, the sky's the limit. He will get you through. Just don't lose heart. Don't lose heart, please. Paul is one who went through a lot, didn't he? And his circumstances were, to say the least, very difficult. At the end of his honorable life, he was able to say, I know you know it. I have fought a good fight. Life is a fight. He said, I fought. I have finished the course. He did not give up. I have finished the course. And I have kept the faith. In 2 Timothy 4, 7. I kept the faith. You know, he crossed the finish line. 
he crossed the finish line. Thank God for men like this, like Noah, Paul, Peter, and many. And my last word, the third one is circumstances can be conquered by looking past the difficulties. Many people have eye trouble. They see only the difficult circumstances. Not so with Noah. He had the capacity to see past the wicked and corrupt world in which he lived and to see through it God. No one can change his mind. Neither the mayor nor the governor nor any known and well-known respectable people in this whole town, in, the world, in his world. Okay, no one. He said, I have commandments. I have an order. I have to finish building this boat. And for how long, Mr. Noah? 120 years. People came to convince him. Otherwise, you're crazy. It never rains. Why do you need a boat? It never rains here. They, they knew about do, the do, but nothing, the rain. But he was convinced that he, plus God, formed an overwhelming majority because God is always victorious. You hear me? No one could look through the eyes of faith to what is going to be when he enters the ark with his family and all the animals. He had a vision. He could envision what's going to be. He looked at the difficulties through God, and this alone encouraged him to press on. Friends, whatever the circumstance that you're going through, Please look through it and see God. And remember, he is always victorious. And remember, the victory is yours because God said it, you believe it, and this should settle it in your heart. Soon and soon we shall leave this scene. And I hope sooner than we all think. We shall forget those circumstances, especially we had, we had this uh, pandemic for now a year and three months, 15 months, 15 months. And many people got tired and sick of it. But if the trumpet sounds tonight or now or tomorrow, you will Forget everything and look in the face of the one who bought you with his own blood. You'll forget your worries, your troubles, your difficulties of all kinds. Ah, and know they are gone forever. And soon you will be home, regardless. Do you believe what? 
Paul wrote to the Corinthians, uh, it's in 1 Corinthians 2.9. And you know the verse, but I repeat it. So it will refresh your memory and give you the hope, renew the hope. Things which eyes has not seen and ear has not heard. You're going to be seeing that. And which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. Noah was looking beyond. He doesn't know and he didn't know as much as we know now. But he was looking here beyond his present condition. And he was looking how the ark was being built and looking that one day I'll be inside the ark and I will not, I will, everything around me will be passé. Pass. Let's, let's look beyond the scene. As I said at the very beginning, it's ugly. It's a wicked world. All people want to do is forget God and live according to their own lusts and own desires. Now, the ark is finished. Noah is sitting in his compartment, safe from the wrath to come, and he is covered already with God's mercy. And he is safely abiding in God's arms. Did God fulfill his promise? He's inside now. He endured and conquered. Any affliction, any problems, any trouble, any worries, he just put them behind him. And I ask you this morning or afternoon, I ask you, Please listen to these encouraging words found in 2 Corinthians 4.17 for our momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. Do you believe that? I do. Do you believe the word of God? Yes. I leave you with this verse also found in 1 John 4.4. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Let us keep up the faith until he comes. Amen. The victory is ours. Three words, obeying the Lord, follow his teaching, and looking past our present difficulties. Amen. May God bless his word. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for giving us the opportunity again to share your word with each other. Help us, Lord, 
not to give up. Help us not to be uh, weak in the hearts. Give us strength and let us understand this once and for all, that he who is with us, a greater, is greater than he who is in the world. And we are majority with you, Lord. Help us to remember all this and help us also to display the faith to each and everyone who comes in touch with us and be like Noah of old. He was a preacher. He preached and to encourage us to give our testimonies and stand firm on your promises because they are true and you fulfill them. Bless each and every family, Lord. And again, we pray that you bless Adam and Elisa and the two little uh, children. Uh, bless them, be with them, give them a safe trip to South Carolina. And Lord, use them. You have used them here tremendously. Use their gifts for your own glory. And may success and prosperity be with them. Dismiss us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The meeting is over.